All right, world, what's up? We back at it again with another episode of Creatornomics, and today I have a very special guest with me, one of the biggest up-and-coming managers in the influencer game, my boy Cameron Scudin. How we feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. What, you don't like up-and-coming? What? Uh... I've, I've been here for a little bit. Okay, okay. Talk to me a little bit about what you've been getting into then over the last couple of years. Uh, so I, I obviously started out as an influencer for, for the people who don't know. And then, um, so what was that like? What got you into being an influencer? What type of stuff did you do? What inspired well, I don't know if that? You could say influencer. I guess creator is a better word because I don't know if I was actually influencing anyone at that point. I was just creating. I just made a couple of like stupid TikToks in college, and um, they went viral. And you know, Tap had reached out to me to to promote, and so I started doing that. But I I realized it like wasn't for me. What did you not like about it? I just no tap itself was great and just, I'm, I, no I'm talking about creating. Uh, I don't I'm not the type of person that wants to really be like famous and like in the spotlight. Um, but I did, I saw the, a lot of potential in like creating and making money off of it. So I I asked if I could start recruiting instead. So I started doing that and built like a network of like thousand influencers and now we're doing it here yeah no facts so what what i guess um do you look for when you're looking for talent um and kind of what's, what's your pitch to them to to come work with you i look for anyone who is consistent and posts frequently and has good engagement i really don't think it matters what you're doing i think as long as you're consistent with it and have like a, a loyal audience and you could you could make good money with us yeah what what about different themes and stuff like what what platforms have you seen i know you said you started on tiktok um but there's all sorts of platforms were you just a tiktok guy did you create on other platforms as well and where do you think there's kind of the best creators or, or so I, yeah i never had a big presence on other platforms however tiktok is weird these days as as yeah. we see um you know whether it's the community guidelines or they're doing weird split testing stuff or like even people are talking about it getting banned. So I think there's a lot of value in like expanding to other platforms uh, for any big influencers on TikTok. And we're, we see a lot of like a lot of good methods and, you know, ways to make money on other platforms. So I think that's really important. But yeah, for me, I, I only ever really posted on TikTok. Yeah, I, I always say um, TikTok's the best for discovery. Um, just as a creator, if you're trying to, to get found, that's probably the best place. Um, YouTube is the strongest for your community. Like if you have a, have a real community and a real following, then you can do really well on YouTube. Um, Snapchat, I personally haven't really found. I, I know that people are out there making Snapchat shows and stuff that make bank. I've, I've been told that secondhand, yeah. but I haven't really seen it myself. Um, so I don't know as much about that. And then I, I love live streaming. I think Twitch, it's it's kind of crazy that Twitch has not been taken over by someone else yet. And in terms of like, it seems like a pretty straightforward model. You just go on there and you start streaming. They were probably the first to really do it at scale. And you would think that someone else would have come along and kind of been able to take market share for them, but you haven't seen it well, yet. I know Kick, Kick is trying to do that. They like signed Aiden Ross to some like crazy yeah. deal. So you you see people pop up and like a big deal come out like, you know, Ninja or whatever. This streamer is now like exclusively with this 
other you know platform but um i haven't seen anybody that has has even come close to them yet which is crazy because you would think that somebody would but yeah. it's crazy yeah. um but TikTok itself, I think, is, has been a core platform for us. I think it works well with what we do. Um, I guess, do you want to talk a little bit about what we do, how people can make money from it, and how it's like a, a unique revenue stream for creators? Yeah, before we go into that, though, just kind of going back to the whole like TikTok thing and other platforms, what you're saying, how it's like a way to get discovered. I think one mistake that a lot of influencers make is they – they get caught up on one platform and they don't start like diversifying and repurposing their content. Like it's as simple as just downloading your TikToks and posting them on Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, Facebook Reels. And I've seen I've seen some influencers not do that and just kind of get stuck and die down on TikTok. And I've seen other influencers do it and like pop off and get millions of views on on other platforms. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I guess of the of the short form uh content platforms now we have tiktok we have shorts we have reels is there anything else or are those the, those are the three that you think you can really repurpose with it without having to make new content and new editing and everything yeah so there's there's real there's instagram and facebook reels and then there's also like snapchat spotlight which i'm not as um familiar with but i would like to learn more about it because i know people are making a lot of money on snapchat especially stories too because they're doing um like, I don't know if, if, you, if you've seen, like, a lot of, like, big verified Snapchatters just, like, spamming. Yeah. Like, Bryce Hall, David Dobrik, and it's because they're making, like, crazy money. Because, Are they like, getting paid ads. per? It's, yeah. Oh, it's in ads. It's like, it's, like, yeah. you, it's like Snapchat's version of, like, YouTube ads where it's, like, in between. And they get a rip of the. Based the, on how many views they get, they get paid because they're placing ads, like, Every, like, and that's why they're spamming stories. it because there will be way more ads if exactly. they. Sp- yeah, I actually have noticed that. I, I've seen it with David Dobrik. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I heard like some of them are making like, hundred k a month. Yeah, I'm, it's like, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess that that's that that's actually a good segue. So, I guess we can talk a little bit about the built-in monetization that each platform has, but then kind of how we layer into that and how we fit into the ecosystem of, yeah. of another way to monetize because obviously. On YouTube, if you just make content, you're going to get paid from AdSense, you know, ads that come up during the the course of the long-form content. Uh, I think Instagram has something similar. How, how do you get paid on Instagram if you're if you're not using so they like had a third party? A, they had like a Reels bonus that they just got rid of. So I'm not sure what their plan is next. But Yeah, and then I know Facebook. I think Facebook, the, the core platform, has the same, like, Facebook will serve ads in, you know, between in, in, in content and, uh, and then obviously revenue share that back with the creators. Twitch, does Twitch have a viewing thing or anything built in? They have, what do you mean viewing? Like, is there some way that you can make money off Twitch without having to post your own ads or make, make your own deals? Yeah, I think they do have like something similar to YouTube AdSense, but I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. So, don't, so yeah, don't so, take my <laughs> so so I think those platforms um, obviously all are trying to find a way to compensate creators for creating on their platform, making content, and ultimately driving the success of their platform um, and, and viewership and users. Um, but in, into a little bit about what we do, you you've obviously been extremely successful at it. Um, 
So kind of what, what's your pitch and how have you been able to get people making a lot of money kind of using now infuse um, and, and, and like the performance model? Yeah. So I think the performance model is really good for a bunch of reasons. One of them being like smaller creators who aren't these like big verified like celebrity type creators they're able to make sometimes that type of money because they do have insane engagement um they do have a very loyal fan base they just don't have the experience and the exposure yet for like big brand deals so yeah i think for for influencers and creators that are like starting out and in their like viral growth phase, it's such an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, like we've seen we've seen people make like 30, 40, 50K yeah, off like one viral video. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's definitely an opportunity that is unlike brand deals. Um, how do you how do you define or how do you find somebody that's in their viral phase? Like, how, how would you be able to say this person's in a viral phase and it's and we have something that will work well for them? Someone who's getting, I would say, like more views than followers almost, or like their every single video they're posting is popping off, hitting the for you page. You know, they're rapidly growing on on other platforms. Um, so when you yeah. when you scout and you see something like that 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 fits the, your eye test and, and what you know will work well kind of how, how do you go about getting them and and kind of convincing them that this is for them because i know for a lot of creators that i've talked to and other entrepreneurs in the space um they want brand deals and they want certainty because that's just how you're trained in the space that's how every, you know, if you're talking to another creator, they're like, I got X per post. Like that's the, the general lingo that people use is, is what you get paid per post. Um, so how do you go about kind of saying that's, that's not our model. I know it's what you're used to. I know it's how the industry talks, but um, we have something that's different and, and better for you. Yeah. So I think there's two big things that I focus on when, you know, pitching infused to creators and the, the whole performance model in general. And one is that kind of what I was saying before, how like they can, you know, take advantage and monetize their growth and their views because they may be getting way more views than followers. And a lot of these big brands are, are looking at like followers and, you know, do they have a familiar face? Whereas, you know, Infuse doesn't care about that. If you're getting views, you're going to make money. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is it doesn't take away from your content as much as brand deals do. Like if yeah. you have a brand deal, you know, it's going to be an ad. Like it's going to be in, in your face. It's going to be, you know, it might turn your followers uh, off a little bit. It, you know, may give the wrong impression, whereas a lot of, a lot of our, you know, influencers promote in a way that fits with their content because we're we're it's not that we're not strict about rules but we we allow creators to it's more creative freedom we, than yeah I think we allow them yeah. to fit you know promotions within their content um and i think i think some cool ways that we do that just jumping in is like even by just doing something in the comments to check a link in bio or like it's very passive or or you know a very quick snippet of them talking about it um or them on a live, you know, it's 
it's it's a much more like oftentimes what we've seen success with is a much more like passive way of promoting um than like you know here's xyz brand i'm reading off a script that the brand you know force fed me and i'm going to post it in my content and it's probably not going to get a lot of views because everybody's going to be like that's an ad and i don't want to see that it's more like we will find subtle ways to add call to actions to check out the link in bio in the normal content that you're already making and it really doesn't have to be much different at all exactly yeah so i think i think that's a great call out that um that i think is is great for a lot of people it's it's i mean the the, the brand deals are great i i always have said this i've probably said this a hundred times on our podcast now but i think the more creative freedom and the more creative promotion styles that you're willing to give to creators the the better volume you're going to get because it's going to get more organic views because it's going to fit what people expect to see from that creator and if the audience is right from the creator it's going to end up being high quality so i guess how do you think about providing advertiser quality because that's something that we care a lot about in our performance model it all comes down to is this performing for our clients because if so they're willing to spend and have, have days like we've talked about where a creator's made you know 40k in a day and maybe they only had, you know, 100,000 followers on TikTok, which is really not a ton, but they were able to, to run it up and the quality was good for the advertiser. So they, they took it also. How do you how do you ensure advertiser quality um, in, in, when, when you're working one on one with creators? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I focus on early on in the relationship with creators or if I'm putting them onto a new offer is, you know, making them aware that quality is extremely important not only for us, but also for them, uh, you know, so they can, you know, promote with us long-term, get higher bids, whatever the case is. So very early on, I'll work with creators on, you know, ensuring that there's good quality, whether that's, you know, the certain messaging in the promotion, certain wording in their LinkedIn bio, um, whatever the case is, but I let them know that it will allow us to work with them longer and potentially pay them more um because a lot of times we'll see advertisers give us a bid increase because they'll uh, they'll love the quality from yeah, a certain the quality's good, they'll give us a bid increase or even you know with our internal offers you know people are seeing a lot right now the better their quality the, the more you know, the, the higher their conversion rate yeah no that's that's a great call i think one other thing that we do is um on the advertiser side we work really closely with the advertiser and we're like what exactly do you want like you know, pick what you want, we'll make it happen. So a lot of our advertisers are, are gaming clients. Um, so just call it like a casual game where you, you know, roll dice or, you know, try to make get coins or whatever. Um, and we'll be like, so what, what do you define as a win? Like if we're driving you traffic, what will you be like, wow, this is a great channel for us. We want to spend into it and we're willing to pay more for it. And a lot of times those guys will say, people that stay on the game for 14 days and get to level seven like we know are going to be quality users for us so we say okay bet and then you know you go to to the the creators and you're like all right find a way to like retain these people promote you know a couple times and say like hey you know that game i promoted a week ago like are you still playing who's gotten to level seven and kind of like encourage almost like community engagement around what ultimately is our advertiser quality, which I think is a, a really clever thing that we do. So, yeah. um, 
I don't know, Cam, what, what, what questions are, do, are you thinking about in the space right now? One of the biggest things is what we were saying before is like TikTok. Like it just, we don't what's know gonna what's going to happen. Yeah, what, what do you it think will like, happen there? It seems like every day they're doing some new thing, whether they're hiding a link or hiding it for a certain type of user or they're not allowing like the whole app store issue. Um, yeah, you think that – what do you think is the motivation behind it? Because they're, they're definitely the most, I guess, harshly policed platform, if you can say that, if, if you can put it that way. Um, I guess – You've seen it from probably what in 2020 when it was probably not policed at all to, to how it is now. Um, do you think they're like over policing? How do you balance the line between making sure that you have a you know a, a healthy community, but also um, but also that you're not just like flagging everything and hurting the creators that ultimately are, are the whole you know fuel for the success of your platform? Yeah, so I'm not sure what what they're trying to do i think one of the reasons they have been like blocking links and blocking app store links and keep in mind this isn't just our offers this is across the board like with big like brand deals like i've seen creators with yeah. like a, a big you know a big brand deal link in their bio and that won't even work so it's not just us it's everyone and i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep people on the platform and they would never come out and say it, but it makes sense. Like if, if you're preventing someone, if you click a link and it doesn't work or there's no link there you're at all. You're just going to stay on the platform and be like, this is broken. App. Yeah. And it, they want to keep you in that, that vortex, just scrolling and scrolling. And I mean, from a, a business perspective, it makes sense why they would be doing that, but it's also, it, it's, 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 it's hurting, sad. it's hurting the creators because the creators aren't really getting paid. TikTok doesn't have a great you know, TikTok to creator monetization solution. Um, so the only way that TikTokers can make real money for the most part is by finding third-party deals and different ways to use their platform and their likeness on TikTok to monetize. And, and the, one of the biggest ways is obviously linking out and bringing them to your website or your merch store or, you know, the app store. So, um, so, I mean, in, in order for them to keep making money, for it to make sense for them to creating on the platform, they almost need to do these things. So it's in some ways counterintuitive um, to not let them do it, but I think I think you're right, and that, that's that's yeah. why they're so doing it. What, you, what you'll see is that, like, sponsored posts are doing just fine, right? Because that's – you're putting money into the app. You're, you're paying TikTok to boost posts. So that's doing fine. So we've been experimenting with some stuff like that, like boosting people's lives – having them post a video saying they're going live, boosting that, and they'll promote on live. It's been working really well. Um, so it's just about things are changing all the time. Like TikTok's always going to be, you know, messing with us, but we always find a way around it and we always pivot. And how do you, yeah. how do you know, or how do you know that something's going to work? And what do you, what are you excited about as like the new methods that are coming out? Cause I, I, I feel like I'm always like, surprised by what works and sometimes shocked that something didn't work like it seems almost random to me why things work um but th they do and like if you replicate it it continues to work so there's proof in the pudding but um i guess ha yeah ha ha how do you know about how well, do you I get think, excited about something I think things usually work when the audience is engaged and they're already in like a, a mode where they're more likely to engage with a link, a deal, an offer, an app, whatever it is. So 
that's why we're seeing YouTube work really well right now with like a, you know, two to three minute integration in the beginning of the video. Um, because YouTube is a lot more, it's a long form, so it has people that are more like have that have bigger attention spans and that are more likely to like spend time on something. So I think I'm really excited about YouTube and more like long form platforms. Um, just because it's, yeah, like I said, it, it, it has a certain type of audience that's more engaging, not like just TikTok, like just mindlessly scroll, scroll. scrolling. It's, you know, it's just how it is. I think another place where people have a pri high propensity to like do something, which I think is kind of what you're saying, like you're in a mode where like you're engaged and like you're kind of willing to move around and do whatever is lives. Um, I think if you're in the exactly. moment, like in a live watching somebody, if they're like, all right, all of us are going to go do this or we're going to do this or like just like the there, there's something about the nature of a live where you're in the moment with other people kind of like actually with this person where if they're like, hey, check out this game that I'm about to start playing or play this game with me. It, it, it's almost like a real personal connection that you're like, oh, OK, cool, I'll go check this out. Whereas if you're just scrolling and it's something that someone posted at some point, um, then, then I just think that you're a lot less likely to. So the, the propensity of, I don't know, clicking or doing whatever um, is, is high, I think, in a live format as well, um, similar to 100%. YouTube. Yeah, same same concept. Like, if you're joining a live, you're voluntarily joining it and sitting in there as opposed to just, like, scrolling. Yeah, so. facts. 100%. So I guess lo looking to the future and, and more longer term, what are what are some of your ambitions um, in the social media space and, and kind of where, where do you want to see yourself go and us bring in Fuse in the next, you know, two, three four or five years yeah so we're obviously still in a pretty early stage so i i want to just keep growing and bringing on net new um as well as you know bring back any influencers who have been in the space and uh haven't really tried infuse yet um and more long term i just think diversifying across like all platforms and just having a way for every single type of creator in any niche of any size to make money. Um, so yeah. I think one of the big things there is diversifying away from TikTok and like I said, getting on all these other platforms. Um, I do, I see a lot of potential in the, in the music space as well. Um, I'd, I'd like to start experimenting with some sound offers. Yep. Because uh, a lot of, I mean, social media and like, it's where say, it's where music discovery happens. I want to say yeah. TikTok because I just said we should get away from TikTok, <laughs> but all TikTok is kind of rubbed off on these other platforms. Like music is like within all of social media now. It's sounds and so it's I think, completely changed the yeah. whole landscape of music and how you're discovered and kind of how you go about making money as a musician. Even exactly. So I'd like to do some stuff in in the music space, um, and obviously we've talked about also bringing, you know, brand deals to the table. So I think just we want to be you know a, a one stop shop where influencers can come and you know make money on. Yeah, on, pick your on, poison yeah. from a menu of different ways. Right now we have, I mean we're we're probably one of if not the most successful performance platforms out there for influencers. Um, 
but how can we then, you know, say you can take, you can have that, but also here's a brand deal. If you want to, you know, promote your music, come through, we can help, you know, get you, put you on the map. Um, you know, if you're a brand, we have a whole, also a whole menu of ways for you to spend. If you want some down funnel, if you want some branding, we have creators that will do it all. So I think, yeah, becoming multidimensional um, is definitely the vision and, and building good product around that that'll make it easy and scalable for us to to offer all these things and give transparency to both sides and almost make it as non-manual as possible to have all this offering like have have one solid platform where the brand can you know write exactly what they want for the creator to do the creator can figure it out we can make sure that you know be the middleman to make sure everything's happening um and add some tech that, that'll help, you know, engagement boost or, or even put paid behind it and find ways to be incremental. But, um, but I think that's, that's definitely the vision. So let's get it. Yeah, for sure. And one, one of the other things is like, and I've always prided myself on this is like building like long-term relationships with influencers and creators. Cause a lot of times, you know, influencers will sign up, they'll, they'll promote and maybe off like one viral video and then they'll kind of just stop. And they don't really see like the vision and the longevity of, you know, making money with us. So that's one of the big things that I want to continue focusing on and just, you know, allowing creators to like turn this into a career for themselves, which a lot have, but at the same time, a lot haven't and a lot kind of give up and, and don't really see it. And sometimes maybe that's my fault. So I want to, I, I want to work on like creating more long-term relationships and really just giving creators a career in in this space. Yeah, I think that's perfect. All right, with that, we out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Creatornomics at InfusePod.com. That's InfusePod.com.